the process podcast episode 324 first episode in kitchener mm. and we're only like 20 25 minutes apart now isn't that beautiful it's much nicer than what like two hours, two hours and 20 <laughs> yeah plus it's yeah and that was always ah, it was such an annoying thing there was that and then going out to work like was basically the same distance and just the thought of having to wake up and then sitting in a car for two hours. Yeah, at least, yeah. I don't know how I ever convinced myself that I would be able to do that three days a week and be totally fine with it. For some reason, I did. I was like, yeah, I actually won't be that bad because I like driving. Was Just kept telling myself that I like driving, and it was totally fine. I'm like, yeah, I um, enjoy I driving, but I don't think I like it enough to sit in a car for four hours a day and just meander along on wasting my life away in a car that does not sound fun at all no nah, it's too much to drive for that that's even though it was like well like once a week or something but it was still. i was doing once a week for a bit and then eventually i was just like nah I'm, we're just gonna stay home and unless absolutely necessary and if yeah. it was absolutely necessary then i would go out but largely it was not necessary yeah. too much i would just stay way too much driving Fuck yeah. that. Big fuck that. Um, but yeah, we're in Kitchener now. Where was that? You were talking we were talking about ramen earlier. Where was the yep. ramen place that um um you recommend? G Wealth. Yeah. I dig that. Not super close, but it's it's not too far. <laughs> it's not two hours. There is away. um oh, I forgot the I always forget the one. I always get mixed up. Cause there's um Kenzo. I think the one in Guelph is Kenzo. Mm-hmm. And then there's Oh god, this is gonna laugh at me. Uh Kento? Kento? Kinton? Kenton? Kinton? Kento? Kinton ramen? Or something like Pinto? that. Pinto? Pinto beans? No, not quite. Um Chipotle. But there's there's one open in Waterloo. Uptown oh, Waterloo. Cool. Near is soon. It's supposed to be it's it's been like oh, opening soon for the past however months, so nice. Should be Love soon. That. But that's like a really good one. That they have a bunch of those in like Toronto and stuff that are known to be really good. So, fuck yeah. One of those will be open, which that would be the probably go to because it'd be a lot closer. Super close. But this place, uh, Kenzo in um, Guelph, is legit. It's good. Nice. It's really good. We'll have, to, we'll have to do that. Do that one day this yeah. week or next week or whenever. Have you ever been to Mel's Diner? No. No? no. Me neither. But I saw it on Beard Meets Food, whatever the mm-hmm. guy's name is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's literally five minutes down the road from here, like five minutes down the street. And it looks freaking wild. It's like real old timey. I might've mentioned it before. It's like yeah, an old yeah, timey yeah. diner thing. And, uh, oh yeah. Cause we were talking about if I was going to train my stomach yeah, to be able to try and attempt yeah. the Godfather dish. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that type of commitment, but. No, it's a serious training regiment. It's a serious training so. regiment. Cause it means buying all the food. Yeah, which Just eating vast quantities. Yeah, at least you could eat a lot of rice. Then you get sick of rice. Yeah, there's, I mean rice. I feel like it's one of those things. It's like if you have other stuff with it, 
it's like i don't know i don't get sick of it it's tolerable it's a lot better with no here's a form of torture you've got um like isolation torture Mm -hmm. or when you uh have to stay in the same room for like 23 hours a day that they use Mm -hmm. in prisons and whatnot Mm -hmm. there's water torture here's one eating i don't know a big bowl of unflavored white rice all day all the time i feel like it wouldn't be as bad but you got to keep eating no matter how full you are you need to finish that bowl every like eight hours or whatever it is yeah but depending on the bowl i mean like you got like a day to do it say it's two pounds that's just all you eat all day all that's the only just eat a chunk that's my breakfast i'll put it away in the corner for a bit lunch come back to it put it away dinner it's not hot by the way it's cold served you cold yeah that would be pretty shitty it'd be pretty garbage i would not want to i would not be i would not be a fan of that yeah that'd be tough um on the topic of things being tough i want to bring up something that we intended to talk about last week and did not like we, every day last week and then like like every day last week basically mm-hmm. um but this is a linkedin um comment section of a post and the post is of the new i think it's the new um not the is it kia could be kia the new Kia electric vehicle could be Kia, it may not be. Um, and then the other one is the BM, the new BMW X, right. whatever it was yeah, that came out that looks a bit boring. on the less than in the less than exciting side of it's things. Pretty boring, right? So, and it was it was an interesting post because it wasn't shitting on either of them. It, it's simply a, it's objectively looking at both of them. And then I saw someone that. Yeah, I saw someone in the comments that I had been connected with since like April, I think. Um, I don't think is I don't think it's important to name him, but I'll name him for context, anyways. But it's Michael Ul Michael Ulrich, who's the um, he's a design innovator in the electrification of power sports. He was the design director at Damon Motorcycles, which is an electric motorcycle company. He has since left Damon Motorcycles and is starting work at Potential Motors, which is the design thing that reached out to me and reached out to Stephen Bukowie, mm-hmm. friend of the pod. So I thought that was interesting just in terms of a where he's going type of a thing. But it was his comment about the two vehicles, the Kia, we'll call it a Kia for now the Kia and the BMW. Um, So I'll read to you. There was one thing, because this was all about how we were talking about how the LinkedIn comments and LinkedIn posts and interactions on LinkedIn are so overwhelmingly positive and so overwhelmingly fabricated that it seems way too polite and almost disingenuous because Mm -hmm. it is so polite. And I do agree. It's a lot of exclamation points and smiley faces. Wow, great work on that project. Really impressed. Not wanting to put anybody down because it's a professional public-facing platform. And if someone sees you speaking ill of someone else, they may be like, oh, well, I don't like that person because they're 
saying something negative or critical about this one thing, which mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of nearsighted to me in my opinion. But anyways, so Michael obviously sees this post, reads it, looks at it, and writes a his first comment. I don't have a photo of the first comment, but it's it's kind of neither here nor there. It doesn't say much. And then some other guy named Clive replies to that comment and that's and then says don't beat around the bush michael what do you really think and in those two sentences there's two exclamation park two exclamation points and one question mark so very polite obviously so then this is the part that i'll read to you where michael says and this is that's gotta be that's the sarcastic thing right wow tell me how you really feel right you know when it's like someone's like goes crazy off on talking about someone or something yeah and they like all of a sudden snap and then someone's like wow tell me how you really tell feel it's like a really sarcastic feel. like well yeah it very did. well it could be like that so i think of it like that right and typically when someone says that they're not expecting a response that's almost no. why they're asking the question it has to be asked like that right no one actually says wow like tell me how you really feel in seriousness that yeah, there's the only sarcastic phrase that's true. No one else ever says it non-sarcastically. There's no fucking way. No, unless unless your relationship is ending. And even yeah, then, they're probably even not going to give you a straight answer. Yeah, right. Hence <laughs> why the relationship is ending. Communication right. breakdown. That's a good song. That's a good song. By the way, banger song. Anyways, Michael says in, re- in response to the, tell me how you really, f- or what do you really think? Michael says, and this is, not putting us in agreement or disagreement with his opinion. This is purely projection. He says, I don't generally... Exactly. Just reading from the comments. Mm -hmm. I don't generally like using LinkedIn for hot takes and debated responding to your post for days. But I really think that it is past time to call out the foolishness of mainstream auto design. More is not better. The great cars that designers geek out over above all others, revolve around subtlety, grace, and understatement, qualities which, and I chose my words carefully, require time, sculptural skill, and restraint to achieve. Judging by the value the markets place, or judging by the value the markets are placing on more delicate designs from the past, I believe I'm not alone in this view. And so to preface that with his original comment, the two, the post- features the BMW next to the Kia vehicle. Um, And the post title was Angry versus Friendly, where the Kia looks very approachable, very nice. Oh, Nissan. It was Nissan. Fuck Kia. Oh, okay. So I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the green one, I think. It's in a forest. Yeah, Yeah, because there's like, they showed off like three recently. They look pretty cool. And one's like a pickup, one's like an SUV, yeah. and the other one's another SUV or something. I knew I was totally cooking the name. So it's it's any time that we've mentioned Kia, it is Nissan. Okay. Um so this is the original comment that Michael wrote in which Clive Boy says, What do you really think? Okay. So Michael writes, I don't know about angry versus friendly design. I would call it juvenile versus mature. The BMW looks like a $2 beach toy from a dollar store aimed at overexcited toddlers. At some point, the luxury car industry may need to take the crayons away from the infantile design graduates and hire some sculptural artists. 
or at least enroll the studio in life drawing classes. And then Clive Savage. says, don't, don't beat around the bush, Michael. What do you really think? And then Michael goes on and explains the uh, whole sculptural uh, sculptural skill. Yeah. Oh, okay. My mind's going now. Okay. okay. So take that and run. Do your thing. So I would agree with him. I'd agree with Michael. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in with the BMW, the new BMWs, because I think a lot of them are just like a mess. Right, yeah, <laughs> kind of like I said, take the crayons away from like the design grads. The infantile that's design savage, graduates. but that's that's. It's but like, I, I can see where he, like what he means. Yeah, I mean, also I wouldn't though, and like I'm sure he doesn't mean it, but like, I also wouldn't blame the designers 100. percent Like, if you know a little bit about the process, you know it's not like whatever the designers draw, they just give it to the engineers and they make it. There's a lot of executives mm-hmm. and people that have to pick what the designers are going with right yeah it's not like the There's design get the input. final say 100 percent. but i would tend to agree again especially with the recent bmws they're mm-hmm. a mess however i would there is one part that's like that's like the classic design one of the design philosophies right mm-hmm. is like like less is more yes right and I would tend to agree with this most of the time. And I think that whole, you know, kind of go back to what we were talking about last week. We were like, is it bad design or just new design? Mm, right. It's just a new trend in design. And it's only bad because it goes against the traditional design language that like people in the fucking thirties came up with. Right. They've all just accepted, you know, since then. Um, like, I remember in the abstract show, the my favorite episode, the architecture one, the Arch Ingalls, when he does this like comic book of like architecture, but in a comic book kind of way, there's one page that takes one of these old architects and then over top says less is bore. <laughs> As in less is boring. Yeah. You know, like mm. and he's like more is always better. Right? Yeah, that's mm. different. You know, I'm talking about buildings, cars. Fair enough. So I think I think there's like I think it's dangerous to put a general design philosophy across everything. Yeah, there's no blanket statement, is there? Like you can have like a nice like a designer designing a really nice suit that's simple, like you know, a James Bond suit. Mm-hmm. That's super classic. And I would connect that with the same level of like like an Asthma or DB five. Right. I made the connection because James Bond, yeah. But of course, yeah. a DB5 is very restrained, very elegant, very mature. It's luxury, it's sporty, it's power, it's but it's understated, it's refined. You know, it's it it, it feels like well, it would go it, on a mood board. It would go along with like you know a nice Rolex, a nice suit, mm. you know, a nice nice luggage bag, you know, whatever, right? Nice luggage bag. I like that. That kind of like vibe, right? But you could have acronym where you have, you know, there's a lot of going on, mm-hmm. but it's visually done in a tasteful complex. way. Yeah, you can overdo it, but it's done. It's visually complex, but it's but it's every little bit is so complex and so thought through that's still designed. It's not just 
crazy, right? You can see a lot of interior design styles right now, right? A lot of interior spaces that are just like overlapping rugs here, tons of plants here, tons of colors, you know, that all kind of work together in a weird way, tons of different materials, material finishes all work together. And you have like, you know, whatever it's like, uh, industrial, bohemian, whatever the word is for the style. Um, you have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you were to go with less is more and like you'd end up with something more like, you know, like a Bond villain house where it's like concrete and then one color couch. Like everything's white, That's black, concrete. That's how I feel with this apartment right now. There's a desk, a table, and a bookshelf. And yeah, and then there's like That's one it. pillow that's like bright orange, right? It's like the cliche like um, minimalism shit, right? It's like Jason's bedroom when I was, I was serial killer <laughs> empty. Yeah, that was like you only get to take 10 things with you on your island. For your island, pick 10 things. And he was like, okay, nine books and a bed. Um, no he <laughs> no but so i i think it's scary to like generalize stuff like that right i see what you're saying um but and especially even with within car design right because yeah i would tend to agree with him like nine out of ten mm-hmm. now there'd be times where it's like for a certain type of vehicle maybe overdoing it is like or like a lot going on might be more correct for that use or something right yeah given um, that context right given given the context but i mean i is. would i would agree with them with like i like the beamer one and i'm like okay is this it looks boring but also trying too hard to be sporty at the same time mm-hmm. it's like you know all the german companies are always really good at implementing the the feel of sport sportiness and power and looking fast when it's standing still but while maintaining the understated you know it's it's like a no it's a really dumb thing but it's like seeing the rock in a suit you're like yeah he looks pretty oh, big yeah. but you wouldn't know how jacked he is until he took off the suit and right. it's kind of like the old like m5s the bmw m5s that's what it was like mm-hmm. it looks like it's a four-door saloon it you know the newer ones got more aggressive but it looked pretty understated and then that thing would like out drag race a lot of supercars, right? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't know it's a monster until you floored it, kind of thing, right? Right. But now it looks like they're trying too hard to be like, look at me, I'm aggressive, I'm sporty. And it, they try <laughs> so hard that it like does the opposite. Yeah. And it looks cheap. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you're saying. So I totally agree. And those, all those Nissan ones, they look really sweet, actually. They look, they do. They look very concepty. So like, are the final ones actually going to look like that? No. But they do look really cool. I like them. Yeah. But I would also say as well, like, that just came to mind was like, and, you know, I, I don't know how, because I, I just thought of it, I don't know how where, where I stand on it completely. But, you know, when we always talk about, you know, we saw that one post they're done by that guy where he took all, like, the biggest companies, all the logos, and made oh, them yeah. the designer version where everything's black and white. All the Texas in Helvetica, it's like a simplified version, right? And we were like, oh, imagine, like, there'd be a lot of designers, like, imagine if grocery stores just looked like that. It'd be so aesthetically, like, Very pure, nice. right? Oh, yeah. But then there's a part where it's like, but then that'd be almost boring, even though it's designed well, like, and designed well 
meaning it fits the criteria checklist of Dieterom's 10 principles of design, whatever. Like it yeah. checks all 10 of those. So therefore it's, we've accepted that means it's good design. Um, and it's, it's nice, but like a, nothing would stand out then. Mm-hmm. And B that works for designers. Most other people would think that's boring and that yeah. that is bad design or it's lazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I wonder, like, yeah, a lot of cars now, from a designer's point of view, a designer most times is not going to go up to a new Toyota and be like, wow, this is a design masterpiece. Look at, study it. That's why we all, all designers love, like, you know, E-types, old Ferraris, old Astons, you know, old Lambos, mm-hmm. old you know, all the old Jags, stuff like that. But to a lot of other people, they might like the new stuff. It's true right so it's like even if something even if more elegant is and whatever is or less is more even if that makes sense is better design if the demographic of people actually buying the vehicles would not want that and they'd rather the more then mm-hmm. as a business wouldn't it make sense to i guess that's where the morals come in wouldn't it make sense yeah. if you want to sell something to do what the people want. That's true. Like, I wonder if the designer, like we might, everyone might be hating on BMW. A, the executives might be assholes, might be like, Nope, we're going this way. Mm-hmm. And they want their job. They get to work dream, dream job as a car designer. They got to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But also what if they have like, you know, their user research is pointing them down that direction. And it, it might be. Then as a company, know? like all of us are like, screamed at them like what are you doing and they're like our job bro like we know (laughs) we would agree with you but our job for this brand is to go in this direction based off user research and you know the people ultimately calling the shots Mm -hmm. right now i guess you could make the argument as well well you're fucking car designer for a company like that they're at the top of their game there should be a way where you can you know venn diagram you hit the middle right between the Mm -hmm. two circles you have what's good design and what the people want, right? And you can kind of hit right in the middle of the overlap. Um, but again, that's difficult to do. So it's like, I agree with him, but I feel like, you know, maybe I'm a bit of hypocr- hypocrite because I will hate on cars sometimes that I don't like, which everyone has their opinion. Fuck it, why not? Mm-hmm. But I think it, one of the things really hit me with one of the Crown Filter podcasts when I listened and it's like, I knew about it already, but hearing it really stuck with me. And that was whatever the episodes they were talking about, like, you know, remember, A, it's not just one person who designs a car. It doesn't matter how much credit they want to give oh, themselves. Yeah. It's not one person. But also what really hit me, which was, you know, if you're not a, you could be a designer, successful designer, but if you're not designing cars, if you're not like one of the greats where you can just say whatever the fuck you want apparently and get away with it, but like if you're not one of those people, if you're not a car designer specifically, or if you're not professional, whatever, like you can have your opinion, absolutely, but like you don't know best. <laughs> no, you don't have the job. Right? Like, so it gets to the point where it's like, you know, is, is your way the right way? Mm. Is it really? Like you're going up against like, a team of professionals who are the best at doing this and get paid very well to do so. You know, do you know more than them? Probably not. 
maybe, but maybe not, right? Like <clears throat> now again, as time goes on, I'm sure companies get more and more political inside the studios. It gets more and more like more papers have to get passed through more hands and, you know, more executives are like, no, we want this money, money, you know, make cost, increase profit. Um, you know, then you could say, well, you know, the cliche, uh, demographic of bmw drivers the new bmws which i'm not gonna say because it could be it could get offensive but yeah fair enough good call seeing the new beamers to me makes sense for those people the cliche people who drive them and buy them it does so in that way well they've hit their target market mm-hmm. right and they're probably gonna buy a lot you know so it's like I, I do agree with them ultimately, though. Yeah. You know, because that's on a why. Level, on a principle level, 100%. Yeah. Like today I was out and like saw, um, went by a mass dealership. Nice. And saw, I think it was, um, I think it was the, the three smaller oh, hatchback one. Yeah. That was parked outside, but it was in the red color, the shiny CX, red. CX3, I think that one is. Isn't that still like a slightly raised? Isn't it just the Mazda 3? Yeah, basically. Which is like just the small hatchback, like Yeah. Whatever. That but in the red color, the metallic red. Is it the Mazda three or the does the side have like there's a line, there's a body line coming off the back and it swoops in at a lower angle and then there's another one coming from the front and they kind of meet like that mm. a little bit. That was my great explanation of I'm gonna have to I'm look at it now just to make sure. But um but it was in it was in the red color, right? Mm-hmm. And you noticed like the form. Right it was Master Three. Okay. It was like this one, but it didn't have the black wheels. It was the silver wheels. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's There's that right, that and in that, that color, beautiful. the light right. If that lighting's in it right, it looks fucking nice. Like the the oh, shape gorgeous. that the that the reflection creates on the side of the car. Fuck. Looks yeah. awesome, and I'm like, for kind of the price you know bracket that's in in the type of vehicle that's a pretty good choice like that thing looks more expensive than it is yeah it's like twenty four thousand dollars yeah it looks way more expensive than it is right Mm -hmm. and that is like that what he's talking about like more restrained mature we don't need eighteen thousand lines to create an aggressive look we can do it with one line and some Mm -hmm. reflections and some trick and understanding of reflections right so i see that i'm like well it can be done looks great but again like if everything looked like that yeah all designers would be happy but would you know 95 plus percent of people buying a car is not a car designer no they're not so like are you gonna appease the people to buy in the car or the Mm -hmm. designers that are gonna judge the car are you designing it for designers or or are you designing it for the general public and the people that marketing are tell are telling you are gonna buy this car? And it could be both, right? Like that Mazda 3 I would say is both. But that's rare because it's very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. I do agree with him when you think of like the new um Civic Type R. Oh god, yeah. Fuck that. Which car. is like someone they need to hire someone in the studio who like stands over the shoulder of the designer sketching the thing 
And every time he adds another line, they hit him with a ruler or something. Because it's like, stop fucking making lines. Cause but this the, guy's the, got a kink for pain, and he keeps doing yeah, The front and the side's not too bad, but the back is just like, every surface is... is I always said it, I've said it before, where it's like, when I learned to sketch cars for the first time, and you're like, you know, the, the body side is so open, you have one line, and it could be all it needs. And with some nice placing of the line and nice, like, reflection trickery, that's all you need for the form. But, like, it's it's like leaving white space on paper as a design. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It needs the white space, but it's scary at first until you understand how to do it properly. Yeah. So you just, like, fill it all in with crap, right? You're like, oh, this bumper's too empty. I'm too nervous about this giant form here. I got to put another lip in here somewhere. Another crease line, another, you know, surface change. And then you end up getting carried away in the back of your car. There's just, like, 20 plus lines going different directions yeah. and lips and the, you know if you're to do a profile of the back it's like in out in out in in out <laughs> out out in in, in out. it's just crazy right yeah you know it's too much um and i do see that a lot yeah you know most, most with these concept most. cars you see less of that but again the concept cars yeah their console cars could look like, like that, that, but the real thing could look like their cars now, where it's fucking lines everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's tough. It's like, I agree, like, they need to be more mature, more restrained, and, and learn how to do more with less. Because mm-hmm. there's but a lot can, going on in that BMW car. There's a yeah. lot going But on. as well, I don't think you can ask that of every manufacturer. No, because if every, if every manufacturer did that, nothing would stand out. That, and but also, I don't think, like, does it fit everyone's design language? Does it fit? I don't think so. It could, but, you know, it's it's tough, right? Like, mm-hmm. It's a tricky line to, to balance, and especially when it's in reference to, uh, what is it here? the luxury car industry where your Mazdas and your Toyotas and your Hondas and your, uh, fuck, I don't know who else. Nissan, Lexus. Your Nissan and Lexus there. Chevy. Chevy, yep. Cadillac. Same. Yeah. They're on the more economic side of vehicle purchases where you probably don't have to go into debt to buy it. Maybe you don't even have to go into debt at all to buy it. You can pay for it up front. Or if you do, the monthly payment is very well within your means if you're on a single income or you can just comfortably afford it working the job that you have because a a monthly payment is only maybe two or $300. But to contrast that with a BMW, which depending on which one you're buying, Maybe you're maybe you're buying it and you can't afford it. You just like the idea of having a luxury car. Maybe you do on for like for whatever reason gravitate towards all this wild surfacing and stuff because it looks it has a lot of surfaces just like a Lamborghini does, and a Lamborghini costs a lot of money. Yeah. Maybe everyone everyone will look at me when I'm driving this car and think, Oh, that's an expensive car. Whoever's driving it must have a fair amount of money that they can used to afford to drive that car that must be a good thing whereas if you're driving a simple car 
maybe you don't get that impression off the bat unless you actually understand yep. what goes into something. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking too, it's like, um, <laughs> I know people that aren't into design who gravitate to more mm-hmm. and not less. You know, like there's a lot of people I know that see simple car and they think that looks cheap. Yeah. Just the way they see things, right? Like to to designers, they know, okay, you see an Eames chair and you're like, okay, or like an egg chair or mm. something. And you're like, okay, that's fucking top shit furniture design right there. That's how it should be done. But other people might go see like a lazy boy recliner that has like 18 different reclining mechanisms and all this extra padding on and might be like no that's what i want mm-hmm. or you know like or i mean that's probably a shit example but like with cars like i know people that will gravitate the cars that look super angular and there's just so much going on they're like wow that looks cool mm-hmm. so it's like well it's like the whole affliction with people buying lexus and it's like well if those are the people buying the cars and like why not make them look like that if that's what they want mm-hmm. You know, and that's like, what they're trying to do too in, in car studios. They're trying to predict what people want five, yeah. ten years out. Which and, is a tricky thing. And like, you know, um I was gonna say I was gonna say something. Something about that. It's like that's what I was gonna say. Fuck. I just forgot. Uh, something to do with like it. luxury cars. It's like you know, where's this blah blah i don't know i can't remember exactly there's something luxury is brought upon by luxury if you were to break it down into like what the word means luxury you associate that with with abundance whether it's abundance of money abundance of physical things an abundance of uh wealth whether that's monetary physical social even you have big social circles you're a you're a wealthy socialite whatever and with the concept of more, you would think that that also translates into what your stuff looks like. Yeah. Gold, gold chains with diamonds all over the place. Very visually busy, you know? Yeah. Gold, like even down to jewelry or uh, a necklace that one could wear or a bracelet. It's probably not a simple metal band with... Maybe it's like one of those optical illusion things where it looks like a circle that's been twisted on itself. Not the infinity yep. sign, but it's like it changes profile or something. Like that's beautiful design. Yes, that's it. That's beautifully designed. But does that look expensive? Even if it's in 24 karat plated gold? It could. Not. It couldn't, depending it on could, the person. It could, and it couldn't. That's... But if you were to put that on a table and then a diamond and maybe that's solid gold so that's worth whatever you take the same monetary value you put in some some diamonds some real some fake around like a gold plated bracelet thing you put them side by side you ask someone to pick the most expensive one they're probably going to pick the one with the diamonds even though we've fabricated this so that they're the same price because you're looking at the the one with the diamonds and not the the riffraff on it as the item that has more therefore it is worth more yeah. fuck i should write that down yeah write that down i just think as well it's like you know a new aston martin takes minimum four years and they can 
they can afford to spend more time, more money on the design side. So like every four years they're coming out with a new car? We have to develop a brand new car, like a new in their lineup. Like it takes a long time, but they can, they understand that they can spend more time on the design. Mm-hmm. Right. Other car companies is like, well, if they're pumping redesigns out every year, like facelifts and stuff, like, you know, they don't have the time. They just have a couple of months max to change it up. It's like, I know it's not an excuse, but it's also, well, trying to do something that a customer wants but also is like visually stunning like even if every manufacturer every design studio tried to make thing something look like okay this is going to be timeless and this is going to be absolutely beautiful car design even if everyone tried to only a few would still achieve it because it's that hard that's why you look in in the past and it's like why do we still obsess over the e-type and like the ferrari 250 gto but there's not like thousands of other cars that are that beautiful because mm-hmm. it's hard to hit that timelessness and that the beauty, like that perfect blend of every fucking element and principle and everything that we like in a car, like mm-hmm. or in a design of a car. It's hard to hit that. Yeah. It's not, no matter what, not every car is going to look like that. No, there's no fucking no. way. Right. It's not fucking hard, but it's doable, but it's very difficult. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just trendy as well yeah you know it's kind of like you know, 60s cars were really curvy really simple mm-hmm. especially the expensive ones then you went to like the 80s and they got angular and that was just the thing of the 80s like a, you think of a delorean or like a countach right that's true and then going to the 90s they went really curvy again mm-hmm. and now into the 2000s and now like because a lot of supercars are super angular now other cars want to mimic it and it's just going through another angular phase and then soon now the electrification and all these and you need because of an electric car you need it to be aerodynamically sound so can extend battery life then we're going back into more curvy that's true so i think it's just you know it's a give and take yeah it's a give and take you know i just i almost find it low it's like Trying to have a designer eye on everything is almost depressing sometimes. Yeah. Because if you start looking at everything and you're like, oh, that should be better. That should be designed better. Then you're not going to be happy. (laughs) No, no. I know being critical, it's like what we're trained to do. But like. Choose what you're going to be critical of before you give yourself permanent depression. That's what I say. I think I I agree with him. Mostly. I think it's Mm. just there's weird exceptions, you know, like. It's knowing the context, right? McLaren Senna. I think I might be the only person on the fucking planet that thinks the Senna is beautiful, apparently. Everyone that I really? see or hear talk about the Senna, everyone fucking thinks it's so ugly. And I think it's absolutely gorgeous. McLaren's but it's it's designed in a wind tunnel. Yeah, like a Formula One car. Right? But to me, just like a Formula One car, there is a beauty element to it. Because it's, mm. so, it's so scientifically pure it's so like this is the perfection of what air would how air would sculpt a car mm-hmm. for downforce like i don't have anything wrong with it i like it's it. like you know i always say it's like a it's like a watch it's something that's so engineered so perfectly but done by but that it's like beautiful you know mm-hmm. but that isn't a simple form no very complex 
but i'd argue that is like the intent and the context of it like you do and i do and hopefully most of our friends do seb would for sure what's seb's take on it seb doesn't like that at all i think it's ugly yeah it's okay makes fun of me for liking it but it's like man i think it's absolutely fucking gorgeous you know but again i have my opinion people are allowed Mm -hmm. to have another opinion I think it's funny when every designer, every car designer, though, it's like, oh, what car do you think is beautiful? And they all say the E-Type. It's like, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Marry one. It's a cop for fuck's sakes, pick another car. But at the same time, uh, I like to be objective enough where I can see both sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll be I like, think it's oh good to God, be that pick way. another fucking car. We get it. <laughs> we get it. The E-Type But just good. because we associate that with being the best most beautifully designed car doesn't mean everything else has to be like that for it to be good design because mm. if everything is good design nothing is good that's why i argue the senna it's it, it it has a purpose and it achieves that purpose so well it makes the user's life better mm-hmm. it, it does its job better than anything else to me that's good design mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah i don't know but at the same time, I see him like, yeah, it is pretty. There's something about it that just looks Sweeps better. you off your feet. It just looks good. I understand that. Mm-hmm. There's something about a refined, mature thing, right? I think it also plays into the whole man, male type of thing because there's so many curves. Yeah. Well, Guaranteed. yeah, definitely. But that also Guaranteed. in saying a man compared to a, to a boy, right? A man with like you, an E-type. Six years old, just out there in the world. You know, just put run my hands along car Curves. surfaces. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I, but again, like a man would drive an E-type, a boy would drive a Civic Type R. That's but again, true. that's Women the are demographic. To like type R's, by the way. Like, you think of the person like James Bond drive a DB5, or he would, he could drive an E-type. Mm-hmm. It's that elegance, it's that type of person who would drive it. Mm-hmm. That's not the same type of person. Who would pick and drive a Civic Type R? No. So why would you design it for the person who likes E-types? Fair point. Right? Like, you know, so I understand. It's it's, it's meant for fucking guys that have a little money to spend and have a mental capacity of a five-year-old. <laughs> Which is, like, fine. I, I do, too. And don't know how to drive. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. There's exceptions. I, I think it's a it's a bit dangerous to generalize it, but mm-hmm. I try there's to no, say there's no umbrella statement. Umbrella statement is that the word? Blanket. Statement. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, yeah. There's no yeah. blanket statement to cover everything, but there's probably specific avenues one can go down. There's there's not a blanket statement, but there's there's various lanes to direct one's interest or intent towards it's like i understand you know a design philosophy or a goal of like refinement and mature design Mm -hmm. refined design elegant design you know that we should all achieve to try and achieve achieve something like that in our designs across all design industries right but do we have to all the time you know, mm. like, 
should there be things that aren't like that? Hmm. You know, why not? If someone, if there's a group of people that like not that, then why not? You know, kind of like an anti-design thing. Possibly, I just I'm trying to think of like example of what I was meaning, but it's like, you know, sometimes a bit of crazy is, is it? Right. That's all you need. Just a little like, bit of pizzazz. Yeah, I'm, I agree with him. I mean, like, oh, we've achieved, you know, mature and this design and, you know, this and all shit like that. But I'm like, you know, should it all look like that? Why not have a bit crazy? They want to do it, then fuck it. Let them do yeah. it, you know? like You always need people to push the boundaries of what is possible, but also what is socially acceptable in terms of design. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if you don't have that, then no one pushes boundaries, and then everything ends up looking like a Toyota. Not that that's a bad thing, but yeah. it's just mm. there. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I do agree. I think you're probably on the same page as well, right? Like it's, yeah. I like being open to a lot of things. If something catches my eye and I like it, mm-hmm. then fucking why not? You know, like. Um, oh, I th- no, I think what I was going to say is like refined, blah, blah, blah. It has to be a masterpiece every time, you know, try to, you know, you didn't say that, but like mat- mature, refined and everything, try to do that as much as possible. But it's like, well, why sometimes designers just a quick, if it works, it works. Mm-hmm. Does it serve its perv- purpose? It, you know, should every fucking whatever speaker look like the Dieter Rams one. Mm, Maybe everyone, maybe every other one should, but maybe everyone doesn't need to, you know, Mm. it makes sense. Like, yeah, that does make sense. Not every, you know, there's a part that's like, yeah. Should every car be as beautiful as an E-type? Sure. We should try to, but does every car need to be? We're n- we don't need the Prius to be. It's not going on Pebble Beach, and everyone's going to be, or a Goodwood, and everyone's going to be having it in a museum, and everyone's going to be uh, drooling over it for the next eighty years, mm-hmm. seeing it as a classic. You know, you say, well, why shouldn't it? Why shouldn't? Why couldn't it be? And it's like, well, no, it could, but it doesn't need. It wasn't intended for that. Mm. You know, when they designed the E Type, it wasn't like, yeah, it was a nice. You know, you're still for richer people. More well people to you know, be sporty and drive around the town and look good while doing it, but also have a good driving car, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't design that as like, no one's going to give a shit about this. They knew that that thing was going to be special. Maybe not as special, but as we see it now, but they knew. You can predict a bit of success. People now design the Prius. It's serving a, a functional purpose. Yeah. It wasn't intended to be a fucking. It's getting a job done. A museum piece. That's true. Someone out there designed the Honda Odyssey. Like, someone spent time to design that. That's not going to be a museum piece. No. But does it need to be? Mm. You know? Maybe it does. I could say, well, in the context of us talking about BMW, well, you know, it's luxury, blah, blah, blah. It should look like this. It's like, well, A, how much is, like, us and our own opinion that we're trying to inject into what it should be based on... You know, it's like, 
I love my Beamer. I love that generation of Beamers. That's why I think is one of the best looking generations. That and older. Right. But someone might disagree. But also, it's like me going to BMW. You should look more like that. And they're like, you want us to make it look older? Yeah. You know? It's like, well, yeah, but no. And they're like, see, you don't even know what you want us to do. It's like going to fucking like... Everyone thinks they know what they want, but they don't. Yeah. It's like me going to like fucking, you know... Eminem or something being like dude well like everyone does with Eminem they're like dude you gotta go back to your old albums and do music like that and you'd be like remember when I was on every drug imaginable and almost fucking OD'd and I was trying to stay alive and also rap battle every fucking roast everyone else like you wanna go back to that just so you can listen to music like that again that you can go back and listen to my old shit why would I go back to that it's all about evolving but it's the fans being like, no, we want this. This is what you should do. We know better. It's like, no, you don't. Maybe we know better than BMW designers, but maybe this designers, maybe this guy is really great designer and he doesn't open everybody. I don't. Doesn't matter how much I roast BMW. It's my opinion, but like, I don't know better than them. I don't know what's going on in their studio on the inside. I don't know what their inspiration boards look like. I don't know what their user research yields. I don't know what their executives are like. You know, you bring up very Fuck fair you. points, Zach Watson. Right, I like to see from both sides. Again, I agree, but both sides to the coin, right? Like, yeah. Why does everything it's, have to be like that? Like, do I like the new Beamers? No, they're a bit ugly. Like I said, it thousands of times already. But like, do I lose sleep over it? No, <laughs> I don't care. Because some people out there do like them, and some and people out there buy them. If you really care about a good looking BMW that's the one you'd go buy an old one then mm-hmm. that's okay you're Nothing not forced someone's that. force feeding you to buy a new 3 series cause, yeah. and you're like no I don't like the grill it's like that don't fucking buy one like, yeah, it's fine simple simple. and if you're like well I see it on the road and it hurts my eyes it's like well, pretentious selfish thing like we say it's yeah. a joke but if you re- like who cares it's also like, just disgusting if they're not on their game they're not on their game fuck it they will eventually. You know, everyone changes, right? That's true. Even Aston Martin has done some pretty ugly cars, in my opinion. Mm. Lamborghini yeah. hasn't always done perfection. A lot of people don't like Lamborghini right now. A lot of people don't like Ferrari right now. You know? That's also true. It's like... I'm not losing sleep over it. You know, whatever. No, you can't be perfect all the time. Either. I'm not angry and punching walls in my room because the new... BMW SUV doesn't look as beautiful and doesn't have the, the same level of refinement and, and <laughs> elegance as an E-Type from the 60s. I, I don't care about that, you know? Like, no, no. You know, I I know that's not what he's saying, but like... That's lengths that people it's go just to. I'm just going, you know... I'm just doing the extreme kind of point of view of it, right? Playing like, devil's advocate. You know. You it have depends. To. Not everything is going to be that basic not everything's going to be that refined you know no unfortunately i'm sure we'd all like it to be but crash test you know safety and tooling and stuff right like you know that's like that genesis concept that was at the auto show a few years back is one of the most beautiful cars i've ever seen designed Mm. as a concept will that be put on the road no no because that wouldn't pass crash testing that the tooling to to make all the 
things to make that body work would be you know expensive and then What's if the you're doing it handmade if you just look up uh Genesis. i don't know what the name i feel like it started with an e but i could be wrong um i don't uh, i don't gen gen me i always um forget how it's fucking spelled with a y i think so possibly hmm. possibly i don't know i'll find uh, it it's uh yeah the essentia e-s-s-e-n-t-i-a that one oh jesus and to me it looks very old english mm-hmm. or old italian it's got i would say it's more old english in my opinion but mm-hmm. it it's it's gorgeous and in the person it was gorgeous really nice. it is and the interiors is super nice right like but like you know it's not easy for every car to look like that. No. In a perfect world, but we don't live in a perfect world. No. Sorry, but we don't. You know, like, just as it is kind of thing. Well, that inside's gnarly. Yeah, right? It's super nice. It's like, you know, but can't always have things like that. <laughs> no, we can't have nice things. That's not how the world works, unfortunately. Yeah, right? say la vie. It it does look really cool though. I wonder yeah. what the uh have to try and dig up some concept sketches of it. I'm sure they would, if you went to like the BMW designers and you're like showed them it's like why can't it look like why can't your stuff look like this and they're like dude we want it to but but we just can't. You, you get that to the executives and they're not gonna fuck they're gonna throw it in the trash and fire us. Yeah, that's true. You know they would like they probably would. It's... Yeah, I don't. Uh... That, for the last time, I do agree with him. You should be. I think I think he I think refined and uh, mature design is the right way to say it. I think like yeah, I think because like I said, when I was starting to learn, I was immature when it came to car sketching. Still relatively immature, but I'd be scared and try to fill up every empty space with another line, another surface change, mm-hmm. um, and it's. When you see a design that's simple like that Genesis one or like an E type where you know, just one curve and that and we're so, we're confident with that. You see the confidence and that confidence like radiates like this, you know, elegance and mm. and high class and refinement and that is high just society. Nice to look at. Same when you look at an Eames chair, same when you look at a nice piece of modern art, nice piece of architecture, mm. nice pair of dress shoes or a nice suit nice dress um a nice blender i don't know same thing right nice, nice kitchen blender, blender. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. you know look nice. or mixer i should say oh, um yes. that's it's the same same point of view right the same kind of uh design language mm-hmm. um, something that's timeless it is timeless and that, it, i agree i would like to see more people tackle design that with that in mind but tackle here's title for the show tackling timeless design Mm, i like it but it's it's not easy right like not everyone could do that even a designer top their game it take it's it's difficult to achieve that Mm -hmm. it's difficult to come to convince other people to let you do that (laughs) yeah you know there's a lot of get one shot at it and if you miss yeah probably won't get another one there's a lot in play with it so Mm -hmm. 
I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you were able to analyze that so well, though. Yeah, I mean, just my opinion on it, right? Just, like took that and ran. It's it's funny because one side, you know, like we we're talking about the other week with I'm talking about Kel Lauren with the stretch text. Oh yes. Um, thing and it's like yeah, it goes against all the graphic design principles that we would have learned in school, mm-hmm. and yet like it doesn't look bad and people are using it and it's trendy and it's like well, you know, just because it's not traditional design it doesn't mean it's bad design, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. You know, nice. I could be wrong. I'm sure there's people like, I'm sure like Dioroms or someone else would see a stretch text and cry and be like, "No, humanity, but, don't do this. This is this is gross, right?" But I think that's where the whole pretentious designer snobbery comes in play. Anyways. Yeah, it's also that's also their opinion that they don't like yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Right, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to say it's bad just because you don't like it. Right? Yeah. And that again, even comes with maturity. Even when Frank Stevens judges something and says it's bad, I'm still like, I know you are who you are, but like, you're not the end all be all design god. Like, yeah. relax, you know? Yeah. So, ultimately, the buck does not stop with anybody, it just keeps on yeah. bucking. Uh-huh. I don't know what that phrase means, but it, whatever, it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. It and if, uh, if you also want to work, Send us an email to hi at bigdesigncompany.com or go to www.bigdesigncompany.com and do something. And uh, if you got a question for the podcast, send it to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. And good old Wacky Zacky. Yes, sir. I just thought about your name as Wacky Zach, Wacky Zacky, Hacky Sacky. Coin. Uh, <laughs> trademark. <laughs> copyright. <laughs> Wacky Zacky. Big Design Company Hacky Sack, and that'll be written on it. (laughs) That's what the product name is called on the website. (laughs) The Wacky Zacky Hacky Sacky. Someone calls customer service. I'd like to return my Wacky Zacky Hacky Sacky. You'd like to return your what? My Wacky Zacky Hacky Sacky. Ma'am, you're going to have to say that one more time. My Wacky Zacky Hacky Sacky. Nice. I do like that. What's our Instagram? process underscore underscore podcast i guarantee that wacky zacky hacky sacky dot com is available because if it's possibly not, if it's not, i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it's the not fuck? though there's weird people out there that that's true that's true that will future figure out. future bdc product i'll check it merch. i'll check it and uh yeah ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening we'll see you tomorrow peace the process required.